Hello, everybody. It's Monday. It's morning. And it's macabre. Welcome, everybody, to Monday Morning Macabre. What's your your host, Darce Scones? It's me, Scones. Scones and Darce, the boys, are back. The macabre boys. Back to episode eight. I know. So I read, actually, this week that most, like, a large amount of podcasts only make it to episode seven, so... So we're officially number one on the chart. I'm not saying we're heroes, <laughs> but... Yeah, but we should be honored. We've been through enough struggles that most people Yeah, statues are going to be erected in our honor. Easily. Easy money. Uh, Today, Scones is going to be presenting me. I'm the Macabarista. He's the Macabarista, cooking up a fresh brew for old Darcy Pants. It's pretty fresh. It's hot, fresh, kicking, macabre. It is. Darcy, how are you doing lately? I'm doing good. My shower is destroyed. And it's going to have to be redone, and that might cost me upwards of many thousands of dollars. What did you do in the shower that caused this? Uh, I just stood. Do you poop in the shower? No, I did not poop in the shower, surprisingly. I actually stood in the shower and just a person being, it's an, it's, there was a problem with the shower. It's leaking into our basement and we just had the basement redone. So life is living hell and I have to put on a happy face for the listener. <laughs> Nothing more macabre than real life issues <laughs> yeah, let's of just, a homeowner. <laughs> let's just get into the real. <laughs> That's actually what was my whole yeah. story was your shower issue. <laughs> yep. So I'm going to talk to you about my tax returns this year. We're going to get into that. <laughs> yeah, let's get into it. Let's get into decision 2020. <laughs> no. <laughs> We're not going to do that. Today, we're actually, instead, I'm excited to hear what this topic is, going to be talking about the legend and the history of Turnbull Canyon. Turnbull Canyon? Have you ever heard of Turnbull Canyon? I have Canyon? no idea. I'm actually so excited. because I, I hadn't either till I read about it, and it's fucking wild. I'm so, like, I, I usually have a de- like some idea of what we're talking about, but I have no idea what Turnbull Canyon is. This thing's I'm, a full birthday cake. This is the, f- <laughs> this is the full birthday cake of Mac... Mac- no, nope, yeah, I'm not even gonna try. It's got the cake. It's got the frosting. It's got the ice cream. It's got the candles. And it's... It's like, it's one of those areas... I feel like every state, region, area, province, wherever you're from has this one place that's just this magnet for either crazy stuff happening or legends right. being told about it and lore just like yeah kind of just every every region has its own unique Bermuda triangle within it exactly that's a great way of putting it all right let's get into it the legend of Turbo Canyon All right, so Turnbull Canyon is Ooh. in Canyon. <laughs> Canyon is in, <laughs> it's in that California. So it's in Ca- it's in Whittier, California. Okay, so this is a Californian Bermuda Triangle. Yeah, so it's, it's actually, probably on fire. It's actually public lands. It's part of Puente Hills Preserve. Okay, it's filled with a huge amount of horror throughout its entire history. It's currently a during the day a popular spot for uh, hikers and fitness trail runners. Okay, and during the night, it's a vigilante justice-seeking superhero. <laughs> it actually, like, it, it made note in the my, some of my sources that um, none of these real hikers or fitness trail runners, like, are locals. They're, none of them grew up there. They're all kind of just like, oh, preserve, I can run there, whereas all gotcha. the locals are like, no fucking thanks. Oh, so, the, okay, the locals know. They know what's up, and yeah. all the runners are like, oh, all right. So, originally, if we go way back pre-colonial era, that's where we'll start. Okay, way back. Yep. So the Native Americans that lived in the area, it was off limits. This area, dude, it's it's oh it's oh that's always the start of these places. It's always so it's like the old, Native Americans knew birthday cake. and some 
dumb white dudes roll in and they're like, hey, yep. we're going to build a Holiday Inn, baby. <laughs> <laughs> it's called, they called it uh, oof, uh, Hatinga. Okay. H- H- well, that's a hell of a word. H-U-T-K-N-G-N-A. I, you know. Hatinga. Sure. Which supposedly means the dark place. I love it. <laughs> it's believed to be an area possessed by evil spirits. Okay. Of what? Just ge- whatever generic. those Native Americans believed were evil. Cool. Their okay. their standard for evil spirits was very prominent in this area. All right. So a lot of Native Americans did not go there or just completely avoided it, even if it had you know hunting grounds or yeah, good was, land or whatever. It was a quarantine zone, and if like, you will. So eventually, like so many other Native Americans, shit went sideways when the the old whites show up. <laughs> Is that what we're calling? The Europeans. Okay. The Europeans show up. They decide to start calling the American Indians their Gabrielenos. Sure. Yep. The Europeans decided to set up like a mission there that was for St. Gabriel. Oh, okay. So and so they were just, even though the Gabriel. Native Americans did not. <laughs> yeah, they're like, hey, no, we're, we're, we're not Christian. They were like, no, you're Gabrielenos, <laughs> which is a, something of Gabriel. Right. And so, essentially, the Spanish settlers were starting, like, really pushing Catholicism on the Native Americans as European yep. immigrants as wanted tradition, to do. Yep. And also, um, like they do, they started to kill anyone that would not conform, not sure. become Catholic. And guess where they killed them? In the... The uh, Turnbull, Turnbull Canyon. Canyon. Exactly. I, dude, you, <laughs> you didn't have it. to help. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> I'm locked in, baby. <laughs> A lot of them thought that making the Indians face their fears would uh, make them like turn up. to Catholicism. Like, what? basically, if you're a Catholic priest, you lead these Native Americans who believe this area is evil and nothing bad happens to you. Maybe the Native Americans oh, so, are like, "This dude, like, nothing will touch this priest, dude." Like, okay, so it's like a trial by fire type deal. Where kind of, yeah, yeah. I, get, I get what you're saying. And instead, the opposite was true. The Indians did not convert. <laughs> a lot of them just gave up and were like, just kill me, dude. I'd rather that than Jesus. hang out in Turnbull Canyon. That's how you know it's a legit, like, if they're choosing death over just going through this place, maybe they're onto something. Yeah. And there's like a unassigned quote that says, now we are without hope. Now we remain for as long as the sun rises and sets in the sky. And this was said by a shaman, and he said it to one of the Spanish soldiers, and he was later killed that day. Jesus. That's uh, that's spooky. I yeah. don't like that. And in the 19th century, the Spanish officially take over and establish a governor. So okay. this is like real colonialism kind of uh, sets in. And basically, he gives all the land in Whittier to these two bad boys, uh, John Rowland and William Workman. John Rowland and William Workman, the bad boys of Whittier. And so William Workman's the guy you really got to remember because he's pretty much the guy who John Rowland kind of seems to fall by the wayside. But William Workman, we'll get to him. So these two clowns come from Taos, <laughs> New Mexico, and they there they ran a successful fur trapping business. Okay. And now the, the piece of land that these two jamokes got um, from the governor is 49,000 acres. And you know what's it's you know that they got that forty nine thousand acres for like five dollars like it's like, just like yeah pennies on the dollar. So stop me if you heard this one before, but the Indians that lived there were not <laughs> they weren't too keen on it. No, they weren't advised or oh <laughs> yeah, any they, kind yeah, of yeah. word. The Gabrielenos, which I guess is what we'll call them, even though that's probably not the name they chose themselves. They still live in the area, and they obviously do not like these dudes. Yeah. Instead, they actually would stage a lot of raids to their properties sounds, and steal fur and like try to sabotage them. Yeah, this sounds. This is a very familiar uh, 
a pattern that we see a lot throughout yep. history. And as a result, William Workman, one of the two dudes, he builds an underground living space under his house. So, like, when he sees, like, the Gavrilenios coming, he's like, everybody in the basement, there's, like, tunnels that go to all the different parts of the property, and, like, it's a whole underground bunker, pretty much. Ooh, okay. So, yeah, he makes, like, a bomb shelter, but yeah, for to avoid the native people. Yeah, so through that, he pretty much, like, is able to kind of protect him and his company and money and family from any kind of raids. Eventually, the things smooth over, and a lot of the American Indians end up actually becoming employed by him. They kind of like are like, whatever, this isn't going away. We'll just get jobs and like get money gotcha. and become fur trappers. A lot of them end up working in the subterranean tunnels, moving fur and stuff. Ooh, I don't like where this is going, dude. <laughs> so a number of them end up quitting or confirm seeing uh, spirits in the tunnels. Okay. And two of them actually confirm seeing a witch running away from them Ooh. in the tunnel down a hallway that they later found out led to the family burial ground. Dude, spooky tunnel dot org just a witch down there just tunneling. just a witch is just like hey this is my <laughs> she's just tunneling dude she's like i, I lost something i gotta <laughs> dig it all up Ooh, left my keys back there <laughs> william workman gets a little too ambitious he kind of ignores all this spookiness and he gets ambitious he tries to usurp the spanish governor Ooh, he's like big moves i'm the captain now he ends up failing and as a result loses most of his property Okay, that's not that. I mean, I would have thought he would have been, like, killed for trying to... This whole thing goes south because basically he loses most of his money. He then goes and tries to start a banking enterprise, but that fails pretty fast because he's completely out of money. Yeah, he goes to try and start a mid-level marketing scheme where he sells energy drinks to the natives. Exactly, and no one in his (laughs) freshman dorm will buy them. (laughs) Yeah, okay. He ends up shooting himself in 1876. Wow, that went from light to dark (laughs) real quick. Okay. That's what we do here on Monday Morning Macabre. We go yeah, like hit- dark, like dark, like dark. Yeah, as long as it ends on dark. All right, so that's the tale of William Workman. That's William Workman. That's where his story is. So that's the start. That's where that's that's the first example of some bad juju going on in the area. Definitely bad. Well, the first would be well, the Native I, I, Americans sure. who like yeah, were yeah, yeah, very yeah. aware of it. Like, <laughs> no, that's not it. We're not going there. Okay, sure. Jump up to the Great Depression. Hey. In times of Great Depression, people do crazy stuff. You don't say. Yes, and so rituals begin to happen in the area. It becomes home to a cult. Nice. What's the cult name? Uh, It does not say. All right, I'm going to call them the Young Boys. The Young Boys are convinced that the black magic was the answer to the Great Depression, that it would give them money and riches and happiness beyond their wildest dreams. That's the first time I've heard a cult. Like where their logic, I'm like, honestly, I could, I could see that. Where oh, you're just like, uh, <laughs> I, I don't know, black magic at this point. Has anyone my, proved it doesn't work? Like, yeah, <laughs> I tried the real estate market, did not work out. Um, here's where you're not going to understand their point of view. They started to sacrifice kids. You know what we were just talking about? How it from light to dark, <laughs> light dark, light dark, light dark. <laughs> so they would uh, kidnap kids and sacrifice, and they'd also kidnap babies and sell them. They kidnap babies and sold them. Like people would buy babies from them because what? Yeah, cultists need food too. Hashtag get it trending, guys. If we can get the, <laughs> if we can start blasting that out on your social medias, that would really help the cause. So for this cult, I have a specific story. All right. So like I said, it's a, it's a very prominent like area for hiking and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And people like travel or whatever all over the West Coast. So this is stories from backpackerverse.com. Ooh. So thanks, backpackerverse. Hey, thanks, backpackerverse.com. So here we go. A large group of men and women with no children, wearing black robes, were enacting strange rituals each night in Turnbull Canyon. 
They were numerous and organized, and their business was horrifying. One witness actually said, carefully sneaking up on the camp, that he was able to take a close look at one of their rights, and he made it out to tell the tale. A young boy, he was 12 years old, he was strapped to a cross in the center of a circle of people. Entranced and paralyzed with fear, the Puente Hills resident watched as the robe figures danced around and round, chanting in a language he could not recognize, but sent a chill down his spine. After a time, the chanting suddenly increased in intensity. The cross was hoisted upright, the child struggling but unable to cry out through the rough cloth that had been stuffed in his mouth, pulling the cross back, and then hoisting it the other way, the townsmen finally realized what was happening. They were putting up an upside-down cross. Ooh. Ooh. The cultists just kept, uh, struck the boy again and again with blood flying out in every direction. Jesus Christ. Eventually, their fury subsided, and so did the blows. Peering close, the Puente Hills resident breathed a sigh of relief to see the boy was still breathing. But what happened next? He could never forget. They took him away. They simply removed the boy, stuffing him into a large sack, and tossed it roughly into a wagon. The man returned to town to tell the tale. Wow, that's a hell of a sentence. The man returned to town to tell the tale. (laughs) Rap God. But he was not believed until some months later when a rash of kidnappings and disappearances struck the area. By the time the times people gathered their wagons and rode out to Turnbull Canyon to put a stop to the horror, the cult had scattered. They were gone. And as for that boy, he was never seen again. Mm. Mm-mm. So that cult was pretty fucking scary. Yeah, In that's... fact, many people, uh, this person actually like interviewed people who live there today, and they say that satanic or demonic worship still often happens there. That I mean, back in the Great Depression, that's like era of where a cult could do culty things. You know, it's you, you don't have modern technologies and like cell phones and stuff that you, you could just go into the woods. Like I wasn't taking a video of it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you don't hear like world star from the bushes <laughs> and they could actually get away with their, their wrongdoings. And there's actually recently been a sign spray painted uh, at the canyon that says died Jesus, which I mean, he's already dead. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's a sick burn. Whatever 14 year old did that. A lot of witnesses claim to see the ghosts of children. Uh, and the figures of people swinging from their necks high in the limbs of scragglier trees, although none of these have been confirmed with photo evidence. Okay. Like when you get to the, close to the tree, you're like, oh, it's gone, but it, far right, from the right, right. Like, Classic. It's like the, the girl walks into the road while you're driving and you like, you know, skid off the road in the horror movie. Yeah. So World War II happens. It doesn't seem like much is going on. Jump to the 1950s. <laughs> <laughs> you would, okay. <laughs> I would have assumed Dude, that. Like, there's literally, I can't find anything on the 40s. Interesting. Like, 40s were a chill time for Turnbull King. Well, and not the rest of the world. <laughs> <laughs> Turnbull's like, okay, everyone else, you guys got yeah. this. You guys got this decade. We'll come back in the 50s. Don't yeah. you worry. <laughs> so in 1952, there's a plane crash. This two engine prop plane from American Airlines just falls out of the sky and hits one of the tallest hills in the canyon and kills everybody on board. Mm. I do not like planes. Yeah, it's not that uncommon for a plane to crash back then. Um, but what's crazy about this is there's no American airline flights scheduled for then. Ooh, that's there was also uh, not supposed to be an American Airlines flight in the area at all. So this is just a rogue plane that just rolled into the canyon and exploded. Yep. There's actually no identifying number on the craft either. Nor was American Airlines missing any planes from its fleet. In addition to the aircraft not having any ID, none of the 29 victims on board had any ID either. What? Wait, and this was a legitimate crash site. People went to this crash site and investigated it. Well, we'll get there. Sadly, the 29 people on board, 21 of them were children. 
What? Which is an unusual ratio. What? Yeah, why are you... F- what? Well, there's a cult that kidnaps kids in the area. Ooh. And one of them happens to have a plane. They're flying in kids. Some say that the spirits conjured by the cult crave the blood of innocence. Most disturbing about the particular incident is that no published reports of it having occurred can be found anymore. I first discovered this crash on an old microfilm copy of the Whittier Daily News. Shit. So, like, stuff's gone. So, so this, this was somebody who just did some sleuthing and found this article on this Yeah, part. like old microfilm in, like, oh. a library, but now there's no current... And then the connection to the cult. Oh, that's, that's super creepy. So you gotta think, in my head, I instantly go to, like, some dude in the... California state government is in the cult and covered it up or something or like a local officer or new something happened. This is that Epstein. This is that Epstein. This is that Epstein didn't kill himself, dog. <laughs> this is that oopsie whoops. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And back to it. Up to the 60s. We'll jump further. The Cuban Missile Crisis is in full effect. A couple of teenagers are like, fuck it. The world's going to end. Let's just go party in the desert. Those guys get it. Yeah, that's so this is what I'm getting. Like, we have government cover-ups. We have cults. Yeah, we, we have cults. like old ancient Native American haunted grounds. We have like you're getting, you're the, getting the, the whole. It's the punch cake. bowl at the party of macabre <laughs> with everything tossed. Yeah, in you're just there. tossing everything you got. Mm-mm. So they're partying in the ruins. Oh wait, actually, I forgot to mention. Sorry, I forgot something in the 1930s that we forgot. It's just a little spice that is like, <laughs> wow, every macabre thing happened here. Yeah, they're covering every base. Okay, go. An insane asylum was established oh, in the turn of <laughs> A broke-down circus insane asylum. Uh, <laughs> filled with the Wichita Indians, <laughs> vampire Indians. <laughs> and the wolf boy escaped from the insane asylum. No, they set it up there because they were like, it's away from society and it's a good place for people to recover in an insane asylum. They royally messed up. It flourished in the 1930s, but would abruptly close in the early 1940s after a fire burned the whole thing to the ground. Classic. So the reason I'm, I thought of this is because if we go back 1962, sorry about that little uh, jumble up chronologically, but the teenagers are partying in the ruins. Oh, in the, the ruins insane. of the insane asylum. Yes. Oh. While drinking and partying, one of these teenagers found an electroshock device. Because oh, that was super cool back then. That is still pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> Go to my eBay page. <laughs> I have found many. <laughs> Believing in the place to be long void of life and power, they started like fucking with it. And one of them was killed instantly when it pumped Ooh. several thousand volts of electricity through his head. Honestly, I don't feel bad for the kid because you're playing with a thing called an electroshock device. Am I? Is that that's true? But like, if something burned down like right, yeah, thirty right, years right, before, right. wouldn't you be like, "There's no electricity here"? I guess. Yeah, that's true. That's fair. I take it back. <laughs> <laughs> so it gets don't kind cancel of- me, <laughs> <laughs> please. We just started. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, seventies and eighties, Turnbull Canyon takes another little break. It's yeah, like, it's, eh, it's got to re- yeah, we'll hang out. It's got to recharge. The 1990s. There's a story of a man named Jay who refused to give his full name. Okay. He told of an experience that happened to him five or six, five or six years before then. So roughly 1994 and 1993. He apparently it's not specific. Began. He got a phone call. His phone rang and his father answered. On the other end of the phone was an old man who said he lived in a house in Turnbull Canyon. Mm. He needed some work done, like cleaning his property. 
Jay at first thought it was weird because their family's phone number was unlisted and they had never met the man on the phone before. Yet he went with his father to Turnbull Canyon and they walked the fire roads per the instructions given by the old man instead of the main roads. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I'm out. They followed a roughly cut trail to a small shack. An old man walked from the shack to greet them and began showing them his property. Jay said that the old man looked like he was easily 80 years old. So he's an old dude. So old, old timer. But he moved through the hilly terrain with such agility that both he and his father were winded and had trouble keeping up. So this old dude's like Yoda, like flipping around over rocks. <laughs> yep. As they hiked around, the old man stopped them at various shacks and he referred to as his safe houses. And he constantly asked them both to join him in prayer. Jesus. Yeah. I would have been, after the first one, I've been like, hey, can you stop doing that, please? You've, this, we're already in a weird part of the woods. I don't need to stop for prayer. Jay also said that all the shacks looked the same inside. A small bed, a small pot-bellied stove, and the same old faded sepia tone picture on the wall. What? So multiple shacks with this one picture. All the picture. same thing? All the same, like, old-ass picture. Jesus. Jay described the picture. He had no idea who it was. He said it looks like the old man is younger. It literally looks like a spitting image of this guy, but just, like, way younger, like, back in black and white pictures. Yep. And he's standing next to another guy who's a little bit shorter and has darker skin. We actually uh, I have the picture, so we'll put that up Ooh, on the website. Notes. On Hit the those notes. notes page. Jay said the picture was in the old man's shack, and that scene again, he knew that the picture was definitely the old dude when he was younger. He's like, right. yo, like, you're 80 right now, but that's you. But like, that's you, though. That's you. He got agitated and wondered, like, what is, where did the interviewer get the picture? How did you possibly, the interviewer was like, is this them? Jay's like, yeah, that's them. That's the old guy. Mm. And he's like, how the fuck do you have that? It was only in this dude's shacks in Terminal right. Canyon. And the interviewer says, that's a picture of William Workman. Ooh, the dude. He killed himself in 1872. Damn. Supposedly. That's spooky. After the interviewer told Jay this, Jay refused to ever speak to the interviewer again. Wow. That's, I mean, good for, good for Jay. <laughs> I, I, I would also be like, yeah, I'm going to, my, my life is over. <laughs> I'd be like, didn't, none of this is, I'm not, no. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Like, well, if I dig deeper into this, I die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's game over. Yeah. Mentally. So now we're going to 2002. 2002. The new millennium. <laughs> A real tragedy occurs on the road in October of 2002. A 17-year-old girl is killed uh, and later dragged behind a car for five miles in Turnbull Canyon. Oh. Also, in the same year, a CHP motorcycle officer was killed by a drunk who was road racing in Turnbull Canyon. So a lot of people use the canyon for drifting and stuff. Yeah, they want to be DK, Drift King. And I've cop, seen Need for Speed. <laughs> so the cop went and he died after one of them just like completely Ugh. hit him. Jumped to 2007 and there's a murder. A body is found near Turnbull Canyon January 24th of 2007. It's the body of one Amber Lee Hill who had been missing from Stanton, California. She was last seen at a Coca-Cola bottling plant in Downey, California on January 9th, 2007, where she worked. Authorities reported on January 15th. 2007 that her wallet and some personal documents were found near a hiking trail in Whittier off of Colima Road by a hiker. On January 23, 2007, they found her car in La Palma. Police noted that it, blood was found in her trunk. Her body was then discovered only nine days later within only 25 yards from where her personal items had been discovered 
off of Kalima Road. Authorities are investigating whether Hill's role as a witness in a sexual harassment complaint at the Coca-Cola bottling plant played any part in her disappearance. So, like, that's crazy to me that, like, this unrelated situation at a Coca-Cola yeah, bottling like, plant, still they ends would up choose in, to bring her to there yeah, and kill her. Still, still ends up in Turnbull Canyon. And at this point, I'd have to assume that people are like, yo, we know that this place is bad. Everyone stay out. Like, by 2007, they would have gotten the memo. Yeah, and she was also badly decomposed and in plastic. So it's Ugh. the fact that she's in plastics. Like, did a professional do this? Like, why True. is she in plastic? Yeah. Like, why wouldn't if you killed someone and wanted to get rid of them, wouldn't you let them decompose? Dude, she had the secret formula to Coke. <laughs> it's obvious. What do you mean? We're on to you, Coca Cola. <laughs> Listen, listeners, if something happens to us, drink Pepsi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So on uh, the backpacker verse. Um, mm-hmm. Dot com. Someone actually interviewed someone who lives near there, and they said, I've heard it all, and some of it's true. The exact quote is, I live near Turnbull Canyon, and yes, I've heard about all of this. It is one hell of a scary-ass place to be in if you're by yourself and you aren't familiar with it. Mm. I remember seeing people walking around with hoods on, but I'm not sure who they were. For sure, though, he says, or she, I know that there are many devil worshippers slash cults in the area. Dude, I like the cult thought of this is just a place where cults have been doing, you know, black magic occultism stuff yeah. throughout the ages, and it's, like, been a continuing trend. Also, they found some rapist slash killer hiding there. Like, cops have found multiple rapists and killers hiding there. Yep. that's It just attracts the horrible. Yeah. If you're, if you're a, uh, a garbage person... <laughs> <laughs> if you're a horrible, dirty garbage person. <laughs> Turnbull Canyon. Oh, wait, no. That's, that quote is actually from drifting.com. <laughs> so even the drifters know. Even the drifters know, dude. Imagine like, looking to just rip your e-brake at some place, <laughs> but you're like, nah, dude, this fucking Bro, you cultists. can't rip an e-brake there, bro. That's you can't rip an e-brake with cultists <laughs> just staring at you. So yeah, that is the legend of Turnbull Canyon. I'll have to stay a little more, like, up to date because there's nothing from, like, 2010 on or unless it just, like, it blew up. (laughs) Yeah, I think this is because once Zuckerberg... (laughs) (laughs) It's actually just an Amazon plant is there now, (laughs) distribution site. (laughs) And that's where all of the occultism started. They summoned Mark Zuckerberg, and in 2007, Facebook became huge. I'm telling you, I see through through the facade, man. (laughs) The facade is thin. Thinly veiled. Zuckerberg, I'm, I'm on to you. Yeah. So that's the Legend of Terminal Canyon. It had a little bit of everything. It had the cults. It had the ghosts and spirits. It had witches. It had it murderers. Had murder, suicide, ghosts, drifting. It's got every <laughs> scary thing you can think of. Um, Who do you think the Drift King of... Ter- what if, like, the cult leader is the Drift King of Turnbull Canyon? <laughs> that would be sick. And honestly... <laughs> He would, by law, be allowed to commit any act he wants. He's That's like, yeah, yeah, we're a cult. Yeah, we're a cult of speed, <laughs> cult for bro. street racing. <laughs> Vin Diesel's. Yeah, Vin, Vin, Vin Diesel's the second in command. So moving no, it was the star of... It was, no, Vin, Vin Diesel Vin wasn't in Tokyo Drift. Oh, Tokyo Drift, no. Well, it still had... Um, our listeners are going to love this good No, 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 it's good. It's good. Leave it in. Um, Logan Paul? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Paul Walker. Paul Walker, everybody. He was in Tokyo Drift. He, who knows, what if he, like, trained for that movie at Turnbull Canyon? 
What the fuck? Okay, so if you're a listener, something just started banging on the ceiling right now. <laughs> like in the bed. Dude, I, I think that was I don't lo- fuck with this, dude. I honestly think that was loud enough to be picked up, and I really hope it was. I hope it was. That was it's like right above me. Wait, you actually see something? Or you mean the the I can't tell if I see something. I don't know. There's, there's like a great right above where there. we are, and it just started banging. Holy shit. Oh man. Wow, that's a Fuck great this. way to, that's a to bring a horrible full, way. I yeah. do not feel safe driving home now. That is full circle. Oh my god. <sighs> okay. <laughs> Turnbull Canyon. Turnbull Canyon. We're sorry, Turnbull Canyon. We didn't mean to bring up your we got too close. We figured it out. <laughs> So I do want to plug for sources for this Weird California. It's a great book. It has just a lot of legends and stuff on uh, local stuff in California. He does a lot. He's a website. Oh, I want to try and get the name here. Actually, the name's not on here. What the hell? I don't know what your name is, whoever does Weird California, but I like you. And he has a book and a website. He does. Wait, uh, if he has a book, I've also the seen author name be. That's what I thought. Yep. It's by Greg Bishop and Joe Osterley. And Mike Marinacci, uh, three people on Weird California, your travel guide to California's local legends and best kept secrets. And you might notice uh, the Weird California, like the logo for Weird, he actually does not multiple ones. There's also like, or they do. Oh, they there's like, like weird, a Weird Massachusetts. There's yeah. like a Weird like weird Illinois, Denny's. like Weird like Florida, whatever. Like, So it's a great source, whatever your state is. Hopefully they've written a book about it and you can go check it out if you're interested. If you're international, I'm sorry, I don't think they do that. (laughs) Can we talk about, this is the first week we've really kind of looked at a response. Yeah, this is, this has been, it's been three weeks since we launched because we launched on Halloween and we were recording on the 21st of November and we're very excited about, we're getting some listeners. It's better than I ever could have imagined, like... We're getting people from all over the world. Yeah. We're getting followers on social media, visits to the website. It's incredible. Thank you guys a lot. Thanks, everyone, for following and listening and telling your friends. And if you leave reviews, we really appreciate it. It's it's very exciting times in the Macabre Monday world. It is. And, like, every subscription rating, five-star, whatever, review helps a ton. We'll keep us going. Season one's already, in my mind, been a huge success. Big and success. We're not I mean, close to done but yeah thank you all for listening thank you check out if you haven't we're on instagram at monday morning macabre facebook monday morning macabre twitter mm macabre pod it's a link to the instagram so if you need to find it find it there and since we do have a lot of international listeners email us sam at monday morning macabre.com or dm dm us reach us out on uh, reach out to us on social media if you have local legends you'd like us to talk about or anything we know like all over the world there's stuff like that we've already had some suggestions on our twitter feed that we're definitely going to look into and uh we'll give shout outs to people who when we do the actual episode we'll give shout outs to whoever gave us that suggestion yeah definitely and we really appreciate it and have a good monday a good monday bye bye